What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as Hamhawks42 on the internet, and today we are looking at another card that has been spoiled from Zendikar Rising, and that card is Scourge of the Skyclaves. And so, Scourge of the Skyclaves, or Scourge of the Skyclaves, it's probably Scourge of the Skyclaves, is a star star for one in a black demon, now this is mythic, with Kicker 5. So kicker is four and a black. When you cast this spell, if it was kicked, each player loses half their life rounded up. And Scourge of the Skyclave's power and toughness are each equal to 20 minus the highest life total among players. So Scourge of the Skyclave's is basically completely unplayable in EDH um, it, because you're dealing with a 40 life total starting position. And so even if you do kick it, pay seven and have it come into play if anyone was still at their starting life total the the creature would still be a zero zero so it's not really great in that situation however in strategies where well i guess i shouldn't say unplayable in edh it's very very bad in edh because you really need to whittle away at everyone's life totals a lot throughout the course of the game in order for scourge of the skyclaves to actually be decent um but if you're running in an aggro strategy in a 1v1 where the starting life total is 20, such as standard, then all of a sudden, this card becomes very, very good. So, what I see here is a card that really rewards aggressive momentum. Because in an aggro deck, you want to be whittling your opponent's life totals down as fast as humanly possible. And so you want to be hitting them hard. Now, one of the things that happens is you don't leave creatures back to block. So, ideal situation for Scourge of the Skyclaves is an aggro mirror match where both players are just punching as hard as they possibly can and as fast as they possibly can onto each other. Then the kicker on this card is completely irrelevant because if both players have really busted up their own life totals, this creature is going to drop and be huge right away, just right off the right out of the gate, regardless of whether or not you pay the kicker. Now, if you have mana for the kicker, great. If you don't, that's fine. It's not an issue. Now, the one situation in which this card is almost impossible to really pull off is going up against a life gain strategy. The amount of pain that you're going to need to deliver on your opponent prior to dropping Scourge of the Skyclaves, even with the kicker, if your opponent is gaining life for things like Heliod and um, Hollowed Priest and and uh, whatnot, then all of a sudden, if they are gaining a ton of life, like I've seen that deck hit 40 life by turn 4. You know, if you're dealing with that kind of a situation, Scourge of the Skyclaves is basically a dead card, and I would highly recommend sideboarding it out for game two, because you're just not... If you are able to deliver on your plan of going aggressive early and fast and whittling their life total down, then maybe it'll be useful, but if you are behind and they perhaps they're going first, then all of a sudden Scourge of the Skyclaves, has, you run the risk of it being a completely and totally dead card in that matchup. So that's something that you got to be aware of and you got to be sensitive to. So let's think of just from a design perspective. This card is very interesting because it not only rewards you for dealing a lot of damage to your opponent, but it penalizes you for having a high life total. So in addition to being able in addition to whittling down your opponent's life, you also need to be whittling away at your own. And now part of that is never blocking your opponent's creatures when they go into swing. Um, so that's one way to do it. The other way to do it is with lands that can come into play. Um, 
untapped if you pay a certain amount of life. And if you've been around for a little while, that strategy might sound really familiar. There is a deck in Modern right now that runs all of the shock lands, despite not needing all of them, if I'm not mistaken, and that is Death's Shadow. So Death's Shadow is a is an avatar that is a 13-13 for one. And it gets minus X minus X where X is your life total. So if your life total is above 13, Death Shadow dies immediately the moment it comes on, uh, the moment it drops onto the field. But if you are shocking your own life total, if you are paying life into different effects, then all of a sudden getting your life total low is not hard at all. And if you can get close to death, but not quite there, all of a sudden Death Shadow is a phenomenal value. And it looks like looks to me anyway, like Scourge of the Skyclaves is trying to capitalize on some of that same um, that same feel, the way that that operates. However, you also get the added benefit of being able to take a huge hit on both players' life totals if you can pay the kicker cost. So it can fuel its own uh, power and toughness by virtue of reducing the life totals of everyone at the table. So that's good. But you also have the added benefit of it taking your opponent's life total into consideration. Well, I guess that's not necessarily a benefit because it does create more factors that you need to react to. So whereas Death Shadow, you can control your own life total very much. You know, you build the deck around destroying yourself, basically, is the the idea. You hurt yourself enough so that Death Shadow can become a big, powerful monster. And then you give it evasion and punch for the win is you know the way that it can work so that's great um and with scourge of the skyclaves you can do something similar but only if you're able to whittle your opponent's life total down in addition to your own and so this is a the kind of build around card that i definitely appreciate i definitely dig it and i want to i want to figure out how to make this thing work and i think the current mono black aggro shell that we see in standard today using cards like Rankle and Rotting Registrar, which is going to be impacted by rotation. You know, Rotting Registrar is going to be cycling out. And so I know Rotting Registrar with a Demonic Embrace stapled onto it is a surefire way to deal a ton of damage. Well, all of a sudden, we're going to have to find something else to fit that slot. And Scourge of the Skyclaves might have a place in that deck. It'll be interesting to see. I think Mono Black Aggro is alive and well, special thanks to this guy. And it feels black the idea that you have to sacrifice your own life total in order to give this creature power the ambitious nature of black definitely fits there and you'll notice like whenever black draws cards you also lose life as a result so paying life for power is something that we see in black quite a bit and scourge of the skyclaves definitely captures that nicely um i like it a lot and on top of that it's a demon that you're paying your life to uh which it, but it also hurts your enemies um i feel like that is a symmetry that makes a lot of sense here a couple other details about this card um the artwork on it is very interesting it's it's a cool creature that definitely is very evocative. It's a big muscular demon with these large fins um, and what appear to be wings. However, the creature does not have flying. Um, and that's something that really, I got to admit, when I first saw this card, I kind of got hung up on that because I just assumed it had flying because also it's in the Skyclaves, which are structures that, if I'm not mistaken, are in the sky, hence the name. So they've risen out of the ground and are floating. And so, okay, if a creature is going to be in the skyclaves, being able to fly or glide or being able to survive in that 
kind of environment is very important. And it's a demon, so I just assumed it could fly. But the more I look at it, the more I realize those wings on it, it has some dorsal, like what looks like a dorsal fin on its back. Um, but that like dorsal fin structure is not, um, it looks like it's just pointed straight upward. And then when you look at the wings themselves, there's very little webbing um, that would actually make up the wing. And so instead it looks almost like there's spines that look like they should be holding a wing, but there's not really anything there. So it's almost like an extra set of arms that are large. And now that I think about it, I think this creature is designed to um, be able to control itself mid in, in in midair um, and be a little more agile when it's perhaps jumping, but not necessarily full-on fly. Uh, its wings just aren't big enough for that. So that's an interesting little flavor detail that I see in this card that, I, I don't know, like, I think that's kind of fun. I think it's cool. And it would explain why it's not able to fly, despite the fact that it is a demon, it lives in the sky. Um, you know, I feel like it probably should, but also for balance reasons, if I'm able to drop, now, if I'm able to punch you in the face quite a bit and be able to drop this thing down as like a 10-10 for two, if it had flying on top of that, yikes, that would be really, really scary. So I can appreciate the fact that for balance reasons, they didn't also give it flying on top of everything else. Um, yeah. But this is also one of the mythics. This is this is a mythic, uh, as you can see in the version that I have presented up on YouTube. It is available in the extended art treatment, which looks pretty slick, if you ask me. Um, so I I don't know. I like this card. I like this card a lot. I think it's going to have some cool build around potential. It's good without being broken, and it's situational, which is something that I like to see in my build arounds. I want them to be powerful in certain situations. Now, this is another card I mentioned before. Um, one of the challenges that I saw with the party mechanic is that it rewards momentum. Um, and so when you're, when you are already winning, you have like a discount and it's more powerful and it's easier to, it, it's, it becomes easier to win as a direct result of already being on a path to winning. Um, because it, with the party mechanic, there are a number of cards that cost less if you have a large party in place. But with Scourge of the Skyclaves, I see something similar. However, you are being rewarded. You're being rewarded for having a low life total and for your opponent having a low life total. And so that symmetry is one that it's not just a win more card. Um, this is a way of ensuring a victory in a tight game where both players are in a strong situation. So this is the tiebreaker, if you will. So if both players are beaten down, Scourge of the Skyclaves, whoever can resolve a Scourge of the Skyclaves is likely going to win that game in a lot of situations because it is likely to be the biggest, baddest creature on the board. And it also only costs two. And so if your deck is designed to get this on board and get it strong, then I think there are a lot of situations where your opponents are going to be frustrated that it appears like you came from behind because they were able to beat you up so badly before you got it down. Um, so I also think there are going to be a lot of crazy top decks where this is the thing off the top and you're able to, to save the game as a direct result. So actually, even... Even if you're not running a full-on aggro strategy, Scourge of the Skyclaves as a sideboard piece against aggro strategies might be a good idea if you're running black. Um, 
Yeah, if you're running black and you're able to sap your opponent's life in one way or another, it would probably be valuable to have Scourge of the Skyclave in the sideboard. Hmm. That's a thought that I, I... That's... When I clicked record, I hadn't had that thought. So that one was uh, was off the top. This card is interesting. This card is very interesting. And I like the flavor of it. I like the thought. And I hope to get my hands on one. So thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. You can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhawks42. I'm also available on YouTube or wherever fine podcasts are sold. So thank you so much for hanging out. I appreciate you. And I'll catch you next time. Don't forget, you are a good person. And you deserve to be happy.